independent, expressive of a spirit of independence, self-confident, unconstrained. Good evening. My name is Joe Armstrong, and you are listening to Independence Day, the show that examines the changing face of the music business and the people who are doing the changing. Independence Day brings you independent artists, producers, and music industry visionaries with in-depth interviews, live performances, and inside information without hype and direct from the artists who practice their craft. Tonight on Independence Day, Glenn Iris. The origin of Glenn Iris can be traced to the symbiotic relationship between poet and singer Debbie Miller and musician Steve Marr. Miller's carefully penned poems longed for music to inhabit, and Marr's songs and melodies lacked lyrics to help them fly. When they met in 2007, they quickly discovered that their combined talents formed a cohesive whole. The duo worked up a pile of songs and played them at any venue that would have them, shaking out the lineup of accompanying players that would eventually become the six-piece band on their self-titled debut album. Glen Iris' sound is an enthusiastic take on modern pop that is replete with sing-along melodies and inventive arranging. Welcome to Independence Day, Glen Iris. Thanks, Joe. This is where you all say something in response. <laughs> We talk we, now? Yes, yes. We've got uh, this. You guys are now setting a new record for the end girls uh, for the number of people we've had in our studio at any one time. So welcome to all of you. Woo. Excellent. Thank you. Yeah. And the, the, the genesis of this band is you two, Deb and Steve. Yes. yes. And you guys are, you know, in your bio, you said that you're Eagle Rock natives. Are you like native natives or are you just like native r- natives? Yeah. We, we both grew up. We're born there. Oh, you can take this no, one. No, you do it. <laughs> Yeah, we grew up like, uh, oh, yeah, we grew up literally like a couple blocks away from each other. Yeah. Went to the same elementary school. Did not know it till later. And you guys, are you high school sweethearts? Because you two are actually married. She actually wouldn't date me in high school. I tried, but it took a few years of uh, convincing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) About three to be exact. (laughs) Yeah. Persistence pays off. It It does. does. So did you, now, now we're getting into, this is like the love line here, but did you... um, did you persistence obviously paid off for you, but you did you go away to college then? And then like how did this we, how did this we happen? We stayed friends throughout college. We met, I think, my last year of high school and hung out. He was a bit of a sophomore. I'm kind of a cradle robber. Um, and we stayed friends through college and my junior year, summer I came back, he sealed the deal. Yeah. And Locked ma- it up. Made an honest woman out of you as they say. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'd both grown up to that point where it was it was pretty clear. Everything was above board. <laughs> <laughs> so my my question, you know, I I was putting together questions for this. Um, you know, you two started like which came, you know, in terms of chicken and egg, which came first? Was it music or was it romance? Like where, definitely like, it, romance. Oh, my oh yeah. Gosh. <laughs> we were dating when we yeah. wrote our first song. That is accurate. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so so the romance part happened first, but you knew that you were both artistic, and then like at at what point, like what was that little seed of inspiration that made you sit down and go, let's let's work together artistically? Like you know, if, you, if you're obviously you're dating, you're you know you're 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 doing other things together. Yeah. Like what, what? How did you cross the line, and why? Honestly, it's a little embarrassing. I think it was a panic at the disco show we went to, and um, I think it was the night after we saw them live. We were like, we should. Right, music day that started band. Okay, well, so. this is how I remember it. I remember... <laughs> <laughs> that might not have happened. <laughs> the first song we wrote was actually a poem that Stephen read of mine, and he said, why don't you just try singing out loud? And I said, no, that sounds stupid. I'm not going to do that. And he kept, you know, asking me, no, just try it. Just sing whatever melody. Also persistence. Yes. It is a key factor in our relationship. Mm. <laughs> um, 
And I finally did, and he built chords around it. And that night we finished our first song called Confetti. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that, but that's not on the record. This is something that was just no. kind of like an experimental song. No, we or? did actually, we recorded a couple of those songs um, on an older record, but this CD. Oh, so you do have a record before this one. Yeah, yeah but it's not released yeah. <laughs> anywhere. Like They're the, mostly home recorded. The basement tapes. Yeah. yeah. It's like uh, the Hendrix thing. Uh, they keep <laughs> finding Hendrix music. I mean, the guy recorded just a few albums, but like even now, like every now you'll hear, they'll they'll unearth some rare Hendrix thing that somebody was using to prop up their couch, you know, <laughs> a tape thing. Um, but there are other people in the band. So we've, been, we've introduced, you know, we have you two. And you are, are you are you actually a, a Miller now? Or no, you were Miller, and now you're a Mar. I'm a Miller Mar. She's a Miller Mar. Are you, are, have you, you're, you've hyphenated? No, I haven't hyphenated. I actually haven't changed my name yet because I, it's a long story, but I finally am in possession of the marriage license, and I okay. am going to be changing Okay. So I'm still a Miller, yet to be a Mar. Okay, so I will refer to you as Miller for the time being. Yes. What are your, your legal status? <laughs> so we've met the two of you as, as the kind of like the progenitors of this whole organization. And we have three other clowns over here who are clowns like... Clowns is appropriate. Four. You're, you're four. Left four. I'm, I say one of you is standing, uh, who are, are kind of like the peanut gallery. So let's... <laughs> the let's, hecklers. Yeah, the hecklers. Sure. On lead guitar, we have Derek. Is it Hallett? Hallett. Hallett, Derek. And you, make, you have to be, you. be on the mic. You can actually take it off the stand. If, let's, let's do that so we can pass it around to make sure we get everybody here okay so say hello derek hello oh i set you up oh say hello derek hi derek Derek. there Ah. you go (laughs) oh man that was so bad even i yeah so all right you're 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 playing the telecaster electric guitar and you sing some background vocals and then on the recordings do you also contribute other things um no i pretty much just sing and play guitar yeah (laughs) as if that's not enough yeah yeah that's uh that's that's all we could do more Oh no! Steve wants me to do more, but yeah. uh, that's that's all. It's more gear, you know. Uh, I at one point I, when I first moved out here, I I answered a Craigslist ad about because I, I really like playing multiple multiple instruments. Like you know, I'm, I I get bored playing one thing too much, and I answered this Craigslist ad, and uh, and it, I made the big mistake of answering it before like I actually listened to their music, and when I heard their music, it was it was terrible. And then, but, you know, but I'd already begun this like email rapport with this guy and he, and he, he's lived, um, he said, uh, yeah, you should, you should come on Saturday. We're having a rehearsal and you should bring your guitar and your mandolin and your acoustic guitar and your harmonicas and your accordion and your lap steel and your this. And I was like, Oh my God, how am I going to get out of this? And it turns out they lived in Venice and I live much farther East. So that was my out. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. That's just too far. So I let them down as easy as I possibly could. No such out for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're already hooked in. Uh, so we'll come back to you. Let's introduce the rest of the guys in the band. This is Mr. James Kevin Willis. And Hello. He's playing bass and he's playing cello. True. And singing as well. Exactly true. Yeah. And we, you and I have a little bit of a history. You once, you once, you played a show for me once upon a time a few years ago. Yeah. At Tex. At the in Tex. Silver Lake, right? That's, that's correct. That's yeah. correct. That was fun. It was fun. We should do it again sometime. That's true. I agree. <laughs> All right. So let's let's make sure we got. I want to get some music going here pretty quickly. So here now on the drums we have Spencer Wynn. Hello there. And you play our, you play <laughs> drums and percussion. And do you do any singing or any other musical stuff as well? Um, usually, usually just when when people aren't around. That's when my my singing comes out. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't want to embarrass anybody uh, live. So yeah. 
Now, uh, and then lastly, we actually, you I think you have your own microphone. I do. We have uh, Josh Monterosso. That is me, yes, Josh and, Monterosso. And you've got, uh, you've got the, the Emerson, Lake, and Palmer keyboard and percussion set up here. Yeah, I dabble. I play a lot of things. Yeah. Mostly I dance at, at yeah. shows. Yeah. Josh brings the energy. <laughs> that's, that's important. It's, it's good the to have... The life force of Glen Iris. Indeed, it's good to have people bringing energy. And that's one thing that you guys do in your show is, you know, you guys have kind of a... I don't want to say a high energy rock experience, but you definitely have. You know, it's it's kind of a bouncy, poppy thing. It's not unusual to see I people dancing. Is the right word shows. for it? Yeah, bouncy. Yeah. And but Josh it, dancing with them. The yeah. Well, that's good. And, and you you have. And this is a this is a little known detail about you. I learned this. You have a Care Bears wallet. <laughs> I have a Care Bears wallet. Yes. Steven used to have a Spider Man matching wallet. And I got that wallet for him on the roof of a theater when I went up there. You're what he was doing on the roof of a movie theater, no one's quite sure, but I have, there. I have some l- perfectly legal. <laughs> I have some lurid tales about the roof of a movie theater, which I am not going to go into wow. at this time. Well, that's no. It has to do with my attorney. We'll talk about this <laughs> after the show. Uh, so awesome. let's, this you know, so now we've heard from everybody. You know, I want to play a little bit of the music from this uh, pseudo debut, the non-basement tapes debut, which is a self-titled CD, which I have somewhere on the desk here. Um, and it's it's kind of cryptic, like uh, when James gave this to me. You know, it's got some cute little artwork here, but there's absolutely nothing on here except song titles and like one credit as far as the the guy who mixed it and engineered it mm-hmm. um which drives a liner note junkie like me absolutely banana <laughs> so but i i will i will forgive you for the sin of omission awesome. and let's play a track from that this is the first uh debut track from this record this is the song mary mary from glenn iris on independence day Garden to grow. Silver bells and cockle shells, all they do is tell me to go. But when will you find, when will you find my marigolds all in a row? When will you find, when will you find that some things you don't outgrow? Mary, Mary, quite the mercenary, don't you believe in a quid pro quo? Someday, maybe you'll. Give us more than a shadow show But when will you find, when will you find My marigolds are in a row
Len Iris on Independence Day. My name is Joe Armstrong. I am your host. Every Wednesday night, we bring you great musicians. We bring you people from the music business, and we talk about how things have changed, and they've changed quite a bit in the past 10 years. You can learn anything you need to know about us and our show uh, at indepthday.com. We've got a brand spanking new Fancy Pants website you can check out there where you can go back and listen, actually listen to every single episode of every show we've ever done, every band we've got on here. Uh, so come, please do check that out. You can also like us on the Facebook, facebook.com slash day, and our Twitter handle is at day. And as I said, we've got Glenn Iris. We've got about 150 of them here in the studio. They're going to perform live for you guys in just a few minutes. Um, you know, So we've got this situation where we've got a female-fronted band. We've got a large band. You guys are poppy and like... One thing that I really liked, or I still like, about your music is how you tend to, you incorporate, like, I don't want to say proggy elements, but you switch time signatures, you switch tempos within the middle of songs. And who, like, whose influence is that? Where does it come from? Oh, don't go all ahead, that Steve. Comes yeah. Steve. Don't all speak at once. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I love different uh, time signatures. Yeah, I love switching. Yeah. I feel like I'm a... Uh, He's a drummer, drummer stuck heart. in a yeah. guitarist body or something like that. That's like accurate. I, I just I like rhythm a lot, and I like. And this is Steve who's talking. Yeah, here, those, those of you out there in our, our okay. legion of fans. Cool, but also you know everyone else is pretty into it too. I think so. Yeah. No, but I mean, was there was there music you listened to growing up that had those sorts of time? Like, were, like, like a lot of times when you hear things like that in bands, whether the music sounds like it or not, like someone will like they'll admit, uh, I was a Rush fan. In high school, or I was, um, I was into King Crimson or something like that. Was there like, was there a band or a particular influence of yours that that that, that got in there somehow, or or um, not? I mean, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm guessing so. I mean, I really liked liked a lot of punk bands. Yeah, a lot of punk bands, pop yeah. bands, emo bands, mind, no doubt. Rufio. <laughs> <laughs> Quiet, Debbie. <laughs> I can keep going. Yeah. Yeah. And okay, now the next question. This is for you, Deb. Uh, you are the only female in an in a, in a yes. boys' club, <laughs> and they all they, they all know it too. And this, you know, this what? this comes out. You know, there's a few pictures of you on your MySpace and on your Facebook Facebook page, and in every single band photo, you you know have your head in your hands. You're acting embarrassed, <laughs> like you're embarrassed to be with these guys. Well, is that you... something that happened naturally, and then they just happen to catch that moment every single time? <laughs> You know, I think it was a little bit of both because, yeah, you spend, if you were to just listen into practice for about a half an hour, it's amazing the amount of things I'm privy to that I really would rather not be. Half an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, more than half an hour. Um, yeah. And when we were taking photos, I think we kind of, I, I think I act as like mother hen half the time to all these boys and the other half the time I'm just trying to get away from them. But um, they, I think when we were taking the photo shoot, we kind of just mixed you know, that's the general vibe. So we kind of just try to set up situations where yeah. kind of express I, that. Initially, we wanted to be called Wendy and the Lost Boys, but we were afraid of copyright issues. Or yeah. No, or they just didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, I, I loved like it. 
Yeah. I, I wanted to have my band be called the Buzz Aldrins at one point, awesome. which I thought would be a really, really cool band name. But if you know anything about Buzz, he's actually kind of, he's the second man to walk yeah. on the moon for those of you who are uninitiated. He's holding the camera. Uh, yes. Uh, he, uh, he's quite a character. And, you know, the, you know who lunar conspiracy theorists are? These people who think that we actually didn't land on the moon. Buzz, at one point, punched one of these people in the face. <laughs> Because there's this particular guy that's an agitator. He goes to all the speaking engagements and like, and he, you know, he's like bugging Buzz and he's bugging Buzz and he's bugging Buzz and Buzz was just like, all right, he popped him. Damn. So like, I figured the last guy I want to name my band after like is is I mean I, I think he's a fantastic human being. It's, yeah. He's awesome. All his accomplishments are incredible. But I I don't want to get punched in the face because I <laughs> named my band after Buzz Aldrin. Yeah. So so your your mother hen, you feel like I mean, is there other yeah. Are, I mean, you guys seem like fairly mild-mannered guys in terms of like the pantheon of testosterone. I mean, there's not a lot of like fart oh, jokes or. Oh no. We're we're holding we're back. On really good really, behavior I, right now. I a actually lot of threatened them before we went on this show because there's a certain word that they all like to say or talk about. Yeah, that is a body part, and we. I I had to <laughs> say if anyone says that, I'm walking out of the room. Maybe I have no idea what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, you do. Never happened. I feel the need we're not to point out we're not the ones bringing this up as well. Just in our future yeah. defense. He, he question, and it's not like it's not true. Uh, all right, so so you you feel like a mother hen, but yet you must love these guys. If you, you spend a lot of time with them, when you're you know when you're in a band, you work with them a mm-hmm. lot. So it's like I don't want to say love hate, but kind of like maybe a love annoyance relationship, yeah. perhaps. <laughs> yeah, it's like a brother, a brother sister relationship. Yeah, I would okay. say with most of them, um, and I've known most of them for a fairly long time. So okay. Now the rest of you guys, I mean, uh, we have Eagle Rock, Eagle Rock. Where is uh, this? Is such a big question in Los Angeles? But are you guys also kind of like East Siders, North Siders? Where's everybody from? James and I and Spencer are all Pasadena. Okay, uh, I'm Eagle Rock. I was Steve's best friend in third grade. How yeah. wonderfully convenient! It was convenient. <laughs> my my ex drummer used to, you know, he lived in Echo Park, but worked um, on the West Side, and he didn't have a car, so he would take the bus across town and like show up at band practice regularly an hour late, which was highly unfun uh so it's really convenient yeah yeah Yeah. it's always the guy with the most gear has like the least the car that the gear fits in the worst um i have have one more question and i want if you guys would indulge us and play some music i can't wait to hear what you guys have but you know you two and this is this is kind of a a double-pronged question because you two are married so the you know the progenitors of this band um are married so you guys have your thing, and then you guys have your thing. For you two, are you able to leave marital spats at the door when it comes to walk in the door? With <laughs> Absolutely the rest of these guys? not. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> we've gotten better, I think. I think we've gotten better. We go into it's, business mode. It's, it's band literally mode. like that's two what I'm relationships. Asking. Yeah, it's yeah. like there's the marriage. So it's a switch. The, yeah, you yeah. throw a switch. And sometimes you don't want to be with the marriage dev. You want to be with the band dev. <laughs> and sometimes you know, vice yeah. versa. Yeah. Yeah, but you seem to. Before, I mean, how long has the band been going on now? So that three years. Okay, maybe longer. So you're so you're pretty good with the switch. Then yeah. you know you know where it is, and you know, I mean, because that's that's one thing I always find fascinating when people mix like work, whether it's actual work, work or band work and romance, is um, can people leave that at the door? I think it also. I mean, the fact that we know everyone so well kind of allows us to get into spats a little bit more openly in front of them but we have we, we do a pretty good job have you ever what do you had say boys well, yeah you guys do a pretty good job but i think for as many times as you guys have problems leaving spats at the door so does me and derek <laughs> yeah and Joshy <laughs> there and is other yeah. drama Steven, yeah, you know what i mean like we all do it 
This comes up every this comes up every single week. Being in a band is like being married to as many people as there are in that band. Yeah. Yeah. If you have exactly a five piece band, you are married essentially to four people plus your spouse or girlfriend or boyfriend or what have you. Uh, it's it's a very interesting human dynamic in a band because you know you've got the emotions of art, you've got the frustrations of being in the van. You know, a, a lot. Um, and you work with these people. And a lot of times in the music business, a lot of times it's for little or no pay. Mm-hmm. So there, there isn't like the big paycheck to kind of grease the wheels like there are in some organizations. <laughs> what, are you saying you guys get six-figure paychecks? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no. I was hoping. Steve hasn't updated me recently. Yeah. Uh, so um, so now the, la- the last part of this. Now, uh, you as kind of like the four of you guys as like the united non-married version, you know, <laughs> side of this band. How do you perceive working with a married couple in a band? Do you like it? Not like it? I mean, this is the time to air grievances. Yeah, right. <laughs> I Get hate it all out. Um, no, I don't. I don't really. This is James. We're this talking is James. Yeah, by the way, I, I don't really think it makes any difference at all. I mean, uh, Debbie and my wife were freshman year roommates. So we've been friends for a long time, and I met Steven through Debbie and Derek and Josh. I met Josh independently of everybody else, and then Spencer and I met around the same time as we joined the band about a year ago. Anyway, so I don't know. I really just feel like it's working with a big family, and like you said earlier, you know, being married to everybody, and sometimes you really like them, and sometimes you want to headbutt somebody and slap them in the face and then get warned never to do that again, et cetera. More importantly, I think that how you work through disputes in a relationship, because, you know, if you... You can break up a situation, whether it's a romance or a band, but it, it's how you work through those problems that I think show what your metal is or what you're made of and what the quality of the band is and the quality of the relationship is if you're willing to take the lumps and still move forward and kind of put Band-Aids on things and fix things and work through things. So now I sound like Dr. Phil. Now, <laughs> We're now, going back to Love Now we've had Loveline and Dr. <laughs> Phil all in the same 10 minutes. So a song, a song, a song. You guys have a lot of instruments. We've got buzzing amplifiers. We've got percussion instruments, and we've got mics strewn all about our studio. So what are, what are we going to hear from you guys? What, what, what are we going to hear first here? You want to do hold on or come back? <laughs> we still haven't decided. All right, so this is going to be a very new song we just wrote recently. Wonderful. I can't wait to hear it. Don't you see, darling, the harm you're inviting With just one touch to my hand I can't hold on any longer Should be over it anyway Every morning when I wake up This feeling I can't escape Oh, I didn't see you coming Until it was too late I go over what we said, but I've got more to say. Walk around the block, rain started up. Now I'm soaking wet, and I can't forget you and I. 
see It's not that easy But don't you know, darling The harm you're inviting With just one touch to my hand I can't hold on any longer Should be over it anyway Every morning when I wake go over what we said, but I've got more to say. We had our fun, I'm left with wine. We Don't you see, darling, the harm you're inviting With just one touch, it's the same mistake all over And I can't hold on any longer, should be over it anyway Every morning when I wake up, this feeling I can't escape Oh, I didn't see it coming until it was too late I go over what we said but I've got more to say I can't hold on any longer Should be over anyway Every morning when I wake up This feeling I can't escape Oh, I didn't see it coming Until it was too late I go over what we said but I've still got more to say Glen Iris and the tonic. Get a resolve to the tonic, right? Glen Iris on Independence Day. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. That sounds fantastic. Thank you. Thank so you. now with this many people in a band, how on earth do you schedule rehearsals? <laughs> this is the hardest part about this. <laughs> Derek has taken over the responsibility. Very, very careful. You're a saint, man. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I wasn't playing enough instruments, so I thought that I would contribute more yeah. by scheduling rehearsals. It's it's hard. Everyone has jobs, and everyone's really busy. And yeah, um, very different jobs and very different schedules, and it's it's a mess. But do you guys hold like one night a week? You guys do a regular schedule where you kind of everybody just kind of sets it, aside it really, the night. I think it really depends on how much we're also playing shows um, uh -huh. that determine how much we can practice as well. But we usually try to schedule about one to two a week. Okay. And where now being Eagle Rock based, where's which facility do you have a lockout or you guys do a rental thing like a like a we were like using, an hourly thing? We were using homes for a while, um, but now we're using uh, uh, studios in Atwater, and we used one in Pasadena because we couldn't get in Atwater recently. But Atwater is, I think, what we're going to be calling home for a while. You guys hourly there? Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing. It's different about Los Angeles as compared to other towns I've lived in, and the lockouts are a lot more expensive here. Like yeah. in Chicago, mm. every band you've got like your lair. 
you know, where all your, and it's great because your gear stays there. You know, you don't have to schlep your stuff in and out and pack up everything. I mean, in some ways, I guess it's good because you kind of get used to packing your stuff up really fast and setting it up really fast. But it was nice to just have it be turnkey. You walk in the door, flip the amps on, tune awesome. up, and off you're, off you're rocking. But, but we live in Los Angeles, so that is not <laughs> the case here. No. Um, now, is there, you know, with this many people, again, it's like it brings such interesting challenges to, to a band. And, and, you know, of course, the sound can be much more layered, and there are definitely positive things about it, too. But is there, like, a unifying philosophy in terms of what you guys do musically? I mean, you could, or, you mean, another way to come at this, you guys, do you still bring in the songs, like, mostly cooked and then present it to them? Or are you, now that you've got a kind of a cohesive unit and you said you've had this unit for about a year, do you tend to write more with them, like in rehearsal? Like, which, which is, what's the which way to go about it? I think it's definitely leaning more towards that way now. I mean, when we started, we'd, you know, write songs and, and parts and ideas and then bring them to these, you know, friends or whoever was playing with us at the time. But this band, it's getting to the point where we just pretty much just bring the chords and have uh-huh. everyone have their own stuff. Like the song we just played, Hold On, is a good example yeah, of, of us doing exactly that. You know, the vision of the song wasn't that kind of um, country Yeah, it was uh, definitely more yeah. feel that, that it has now, to me at least. Um, but that's what it turned out to be with the, with the players that we have. Uh-huh. So you, you know, you'll bring kind of a half, you're not afraid to bring like a half-cooked song in now, I guess. Yeah, is we'll what bring the question like a is. skeleton of a song. We'll have some lyrics written and then Stephen will have the basic chord structure or something like that. Yeah, we'll try to send that out through like an email or whatever, like uh-huh. record a brief scratch so as to, you know, conserve time for practice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't know if that always works out it that way. It but doesn't ever. We <laughs> <laughs> like to have it's a good idea. Yeah, it is a good idea. We should... <laughs> Should try that more. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and you guys have you know fairly standard instrumentation. You know, you've got two guitars, bass, drums, but then you've got the added keys and percussion thing, and then added you know the bass also. Uh, James, you swap out with cello, which we're going to hear a little bit later. Um, and you know, with this many people, like when you go to play a show, does the sound person kind of like go like they, 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 do they roll their eyes when you sound see person would be nice. so much <laughs> stuff? You know, in your show, or like or like when they see a cello, do they flip out, or does it? Yeah, most of the, well, any of the sound issues that pertain to the cello, you know, I've been doing this for a while, so it, it, um, it gets worked out by me, generally. Yeah. You know, the guy will c- walk up to me and say, do you DI this? Do you mic? What do you do with this <laughs> what thing? What do you do? Yeah. And I say, do you have a condenser mic? And he says, yes or no. And that will, you know, yeah. be my answer for it. It, so. it pays to be an educated consumer. Yeah. Because then you go in and say, you know, you can kind of use the Jedi mind tricks. Exactly. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you have that condenser mic, you can put it about six yeah. inches off the bridge and it'll yeah. sound great. Off Thanks. axis, slightly, yeah. 15 <laughs> degrees perhaps, maybe. I don't yeah, want to tell you, just, you what you're doing. Maybe you just job. put it right there and I'll just tweak it yeah. a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So when they know what to do, it's cool. When they don't, it's fine. We can cover it. But, uh, yeah, and know, how much? How many shows are you guys playing these days? Like on a, in, a, in a given month? Like what's an average? You think? <laughs> well, this month is <laughs> a little bit above the, what we usually put out. I think we're doing. We did about five shows for mm, two weeks. Yeah. Oh wow. Goodness. So yeah, but we don't normally do that. We haven't played a show. We usually try like to play about weeks twice that, a month, yeah. one, at so. least. Yeah, and who does your booking? Well, a little bit. Uh, James does. Uh, he's gotten us a lot, I think, of gigs in the last couple of weeks, especially. And then Heather gets us. Heather and Amy get us some gigs. Yeah. And and who are they exactly? <laughs> they, they are the uh, band managers. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, Shout you. out to Heather and Amy. <laughs> what? what? Still marketing. The, 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 the two-headed Glenn Iris booking management uh, monster. Yes, mm-hmm. they, they actually saw us play for the very first time about three or four years ago, and they have kind of remained friends and just, you know, uh, Heather has her own uh, marketing company, and she, you know, wanted to be a part of Glenn Iris and getting us kind of out there. So she's been a great help. That's a godsend, man. Yeah. Like yeah. that's that's my least favorite part about all this stuff. Like I think, mm-hmm. I think the reason I don't play very much is that I hate booking shows more than going to the dentist <laughs> and oh. like a hangover and paying taxes combined. Dang, I really don't like booking shows. It's a royal, royal pain. So that's why I don't play. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, for what what does the name of this band mean, and who came up with it? What's the point? Oh yeah, uh, we actually are named after a street in Eagle Rock. It's actually the street I grew up on. So oh. if you ever are driving in Eagle Rock and you head off of Colorado, you'll hit Glen Iris. It sounds like a, like a wonderful part of the Scottish Highlands to me. <laughs> yeah. I've heard that a lot. Like if we're Scottish, it's in Australia. I'll meet you in Glen Iris. Or they've asked if my name is Iris and Stephen's name is Glenn, and that's how we came up with the name. That'd be so cute, by the way. If I wore the story. I've actually introduced us that way once. Just I've introduced myself as Glenn at one or two gigs in the past. Yeah. Which one's you pink? little rat. <laughs> I had this guy at the bar last night ask me if my name was Glenn when I was telling him about this gig. <laughs> and if he's listening, that's that's awesome. Glenn says hello. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, you know, I, I've done that from time to time. Just use a pseudonym for whatever reason. I figure it doesn't matter. A lot of times you meet someone, you may never meet them again. So that's I just true. make up a name. Yeah, what's your name? I, I'm Owen. <laughs> <laughs> this, this guy's that's name was choice. Shane. Or Floyd. And he knows me. In, <laughs> indeed, indeed. So, how about some more music? What else have you got for us? And tell us, tell us where this came from. Tell us a little bit about. Tell us a little bit about this song as well. What's the? What's the? Are we doing what's this about? Where do you think we're doing Germany? Oh, Ooh, yeah. Okay. The story behind that. This song is called "Living Innocent," <laughs> <laughs> and the boys are going to oppose me on this because, in their mind, it's called Germany. And this happens now with almost every song we write. I'll come up with a name, which I feel I have a right to, since I write the lyrics mostly. But they usually contend, and since there's five of them, <laughs> I'm usually outnumbered. So okay. But anyway, this song's called "Living Innocent." Um, it's I don't really I I kind of just came up with that phrase and went from there, and it's kind of about a past relationship, kind of not. You'll see. We'll we'll sing it, and you'll all right. We'll lay it on us. Enjoy it. I've been living innocent The times they try to forbid it Say your peace and leave me be I've seen the world and all I need Is a place to save my memories Watching trains pass endlessly we break graffiti in the Berlin streets Knowing that we'll say goodbye When image days burned in my mind And I wish I could leave it behind Before I left Germany I spent what was left of my currency On a phone call I couldn't say The words I carry to this day That you would've left me if I stayed I've come to expect 
Iris, an Independence Day, with the track Living Innocent slash Germany, depending on who you talk to. Germany, for sure. That was very nice. I like it. Again, you know, different tempos, different uh, layered instrumentation. I'm, I'm a fan. I dig that kind of thing. You remind me a lot, um, there's a band uh, from Ann Arbor, Michigan, called Great Lakes Myth Society that I'm a big fan of that you guys should check out if you're, yeah, they seem reminiscent, but yet not. You know, kind of crafty arranging and interesting vocals, like the vocal thing there, the almost almost a cappella thing. thing. Yeah, uh, the very boys nice. Like to sing. <laughs> yes, that's a good thing. That yeah. we do. Um, so for this record, this Glenn Iris record that you guys did here with low the you know these eight tracks you've got on here, uh, you brought a producer in to do this, you and did. and there there I'm pretty sure there's a couple of producers in LA. What what was it about this particular producer that inspired you to bring him all the way from where did he come from exactly? Nashville. Nashville. Nashville, which is a good town if you're going to import a producer. It's a good town to find one. But why, uh, why this name, Ryan Trusso, and why why Ryan? Uh, Derek knew the guy. He had done a album with him before, so maybe Derek wants to answer this one. Yeah, I had worked with Ryan um, a few years back uh, on my own personal stuff, and they were talking about wanting someone who um, could basically do it all and do it all well and help form and, and uh, give more shape to the songs that they had and that we had been working on. So, Are you yourself a Nashvillian? Or? No, I'm not. Um, I met him. He, uh, he got married out here. His wife's family's out here. And um, he had toured um, with a very good friend of mine um, 
And so his friend was looking for somebody to play at his wedding, and I met him doing the music for his wedding. And he liked me so much that um, we ended up working together, and um, it was a good relationship. And so we when took advantage of that. <laughs> yeah, they took. <laughs> so yeah. they they flew him out here, and he he's he's just a great guy. He's got a great ear for music, and we had a good time making it. How long did it take you guys to do this? I mean, if you're importing a producer, that kind of changes the paradigm as far as how you're going to make that record. You know, if someone lives in town, you know, if you want to do additional overdubs or what have you, it's easy to just go, hey, um, Mr. Burnett, <laughs> would you please come back and, mm -hmm. you know, let's lay down some more tracks. So with, with this guy, you know, how did you work around that? Like, was it just a lot of pre-production or did he come out multiple times? How did you get around that? Yeah, it was, it was one visit. I'd basically say it was probably half pre-production, half recording. It was probably only about five or six days of actually recording the... Uh, the CD. We kind of did and around the clock. Yeah. yeah. So basically you flew them out and then did like one big chunk of everything. Yeah. It was our life for, for two weeks. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then, so then did he take this stuff back and then mix it yeah. on his own and then just send you mixes and you did revisions through the, through the wonders of technology? Yeah. And he also, I mean, he sang on the record. There was a part where we were like, we want some harmony and we obviously can't really do it. So he just stepped up and he put it on there. On did he do it actually. here? Did he do it at his own place? It, and his own studio yeah. back in Nashville. So. It's important to trust your producer. And you'd like to think that, you know, yeah. with those ears, I mean, if you're, if you're paying someone and you're flying them across the country, uh, you know, to have that kind of trust is, is in essential, actually, is the proper word, I think. Yeah, it was definitely one of the big motivators for choosing him to do it because Derek had really good experience and we really... Liked everything that he'd done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where where can people find this if somebody wants to find a copy of the Glenn Iris CD? <laughs> Everywhere. It's on, it's on iTunes. I know that much, right? It's on the it's iTunes. On iTunes. It's on, it's iTunes. on uh, Napster. It's on all, pretty much all those places where you can Amazon Music. Um, if they go to our Facebook, they can find information on where to. Okay, which is facebook.com slash Glenn Iris. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's another band with the name Glenn Iris, Imposters. They have a they're hyphen. In, they're in we Atlanta. Have, yeah, yeah, they are. They totally stole their name, by we, the way. They really actually, did. They're we actually a MySpace. cover band they're, they're actually, of us. They're actually, yeah. <laughs> they are not a cover band. They're a tribute band. Close. They're a tribute band. <laughs> they're they do friends our with us on MySpace. That's how they stole they our name. They changed their name after they befriended us on it. That's very Spinal Tap. <laughs> well, we were the originals, and they were the new originals. <laughs> Steven is so mad about this. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Are they, are they younger and more diminutive than you guys are? Maybe you could go throw a little weight. I mean, there's six yeah. of you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, it is, that is true. Atlanta. <laughs> or you could, you could send Trusso. He's only in, yeah. in Nashville. It's only probably, <laughs> what, three a hours? Trusso's kind of wild, a wild card in a fight. I'm not, I'm not sure what happened. Either everyone would die, or I'm not sure. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe you could all join up and be like one Uber Glenn Iris. <laughs> Do they sound anything like Uber you guys? Glenn. What's their thing? I think they're metal. They're metal? Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, no worry about fan really crossover. So if, but if somebody wants, I'm a fan still of physical property, physical albums that yeah. I can put on my shelf and look at. If people want to find, other than a show... Oh, that was my that was my that was my only answer. You can message us and we can mail one to you yeah. and work that out somehow. What, what do you what do you sell these for? Five dollars. Five dollars. Value <laughs> yep. price. Well without the liner notes, I guess that saves a lot of right. <laughs> 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 saves a lot on ink and graphic design. Mm -hmm. Um and you did this this is completely independent, right? You guys mm -hmm. did this put out you know don't you don't have like a baby label. You do have a UPC code on here though, I see. Yeah. So you've, you know you're you're legit in that regard. Yeah. Well, it's pretty easy to kind of self-publish nowadays. From, I mean, we when we went through the process, yeah. you know, there's multiple companies where you can just 
set all that stuff up, have the UPC code. They'll align the artwork for you and and boom, they, they ship you a box of CDs and you sell them for five dollars at shows. <laughs> yeah. So more music. How about some more music? What, what uh, what's uh, what's coming up next? Uh, Band leader. Come back. All right. What is this called? I'm sorry. This one is called Come Back For Me. Okay. It's a little bit of a... Come Back For Me? Yes. Got some shaker, some Pam. Stephen and I wrote this when we were kind of mad at each other. Worked out well. Your love's keeping me on the tips of my toes. I don't know. Your days are chains are growing pains. Up my running restless feet. Your love's wearing me like a dirty old what it's worth. These stubborn shoes won't let me choose. Sunday best without you. Cause I want to be in your splendid company. I don't care what it does to me. My remarks stay on the tip of my tongue Then lose momentum But just once I want to Ruin the debutante Image you got of me I'm simple something bourgeoisie Cause I want to be in your splendid company I don't care what you do to me just shut your mouth every once and a while Won't you leave the crowd and talk to me Corner kisses, and I want those future kids, and I want the chance to choose me and you. But before you reply, do our dreams coincide? Cause I'm waiting wide eyed by the window side. You are listening to Independence Day. My name is Joe Armstrong. This is Lancer Radio 89.1 FM on your dial. Also, more than likely streaming live at lancerradio.org. You can learn about everything that we do at indepthday.com. That's I-N-D-E-P-D-A-Y.com. Facebook.com slash indepthday and our Twiddle hander. Our Twitter hander is at indepthday. So please follow us. Please like us. Uh, and listen to us. Also do the same for Glenn Iris, which is Facebook.com Glenn Iris. They are our guests tonight here in our studio. And that was the song Come Back For Me, a song about marital bliss. Am I right? uh, <laughs> Isn't it, though? 
Isn't it always? Isn't it all bliss? Is it? Is, is it worth it? I don't know. I'm not sure we can. Get, we need a lot more than an hour to get to the bottom of that question. I think. So, um, you know, I I've got some ideas of what I think you guys might sound like, um, but and and I want to kind of get you know more than just like the progenitor side of this for to answer this question. But when you describe what the, you know, some you know someone finds out you're in a band, and like, oh, you're in a band. That's totally cool. What do you guys sound like? What do you say? We sound awesome. Okay, <laughs> good answer. answer. Female-fronted indie rock with a folk influence. Okay. And occasionally a little bit of country. Okay. Some proggy things going on. <laughs> Some proggy. And six pieces. Six pieces, okay. Anyone Anyone else? Here, hold on. I would say a... Yeah, we, yeah pass, pass the potato over. I, I would probably this say... Is a, this a, is the drummer we're speaking to here. This yeah, is this, uh, Mr. Spencer Wynn. Um, I would say probably a mix between uh, Def Leppard and Metallica, personally. <laughs> <laughs> Saw that one coming. Yeah, and that's that's the one from Atlanta, correct? Yeah. <laughs> yes, Obviously, yes. they've imported the drummer from the other Glenn Iris for this show. Everybody's a comedian. Imposter. You give them the microphone. They, all these boys are. Yeah, and that's funny because every band has got their inside gags and inside jokes, and the bigger the band, the more inside jokes there are. Um, so when, you know, you talked about writing before, uh, you you know you bring a song in to these guys. I mean, how how do you feel about you just you come up with your own parts completely? I mean, do they have ideas as far as what you might do? Like, is it kind of a combination of the two? Like, where you know what's where's the middle? Where's the happy medium? There's a lot of trial and error. I think I think we all bring at least at this point in in the band relationship, we all bring our own ideas to a song. But um, there's a lot of things that get shot down. There's a lot of things yeah. that are just... I'm <laughs> no, I mean, this is from all no, of us. This no. is from all of us. <laughs> yeah, well, that, You'll hear Mostly that phrase. But you'll, no, 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 you'll hear a lot of things that just like, oh, that's good. That's not as good. Once you, you save that for your solo record. Yeah. That's what we would say in my old band. Yeah, but that, that happens a lot. And, uh, but ultimately, I think we all listen to each other and, and make something better. Do you yeah. do you guys ever take a song and smash it and then rebuild it, like completely redo the arrangement? That's Funny one th- you should say it's one that. Thing I, it's one thing I love <laughs> to do. True. Yeah, we're uh, we recorded a track called Black and Blue, and we're actually going to play it tonight, and it's completely reworked. Before it was kind of um, it's very very simple Jeez, originally. Yeah. Oh wait, what? Oh, no, we're, we're good. Play it right now? No, are we? I think we should. I I think we should play it next. Yeah. Um. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, what would you just it say? Was, it was really, it was, like it was really band. simple, real, cl- yeah. um, real simple folk song almost with just guitar and and very basic drum um, drum patterns. Uh-huh. And then it became when we when we did the record, um, Ryan really loved it, but um, he loved about two lines out of it. Um, <laughs> so we, we melody wise, yeah, we we reworked the whole thing and uh, it became a much bigger production. And now we're finding a happy medium, I think, with it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's something I, I really enjoy doing that with yeah. my own music. And when I produce other artists, I mean, I, I think, I mean, if an, an you know, artists have come to me to have them produce their record and I've, and I've presented them with like three versions of what I think their song could be and I kind of let them pick or, you know, do even record more than one. That's something I really like to do too, yeah. is yeah. to, you know, I've done songs, switched them from triple meter to, you know, to four or back and forth. And uh, music is a living, breathing thing and you can change it. And I, I think it's fun. You know, Wilco does this a lot where yeah. they'll smash something. We were and, just and watching that documentary it. where they were talking about that. Yeah, I'm trying to break your heart. Yeah. 
Yeah, very nice. Did you have something to add uh, over there? I was just going to say I should probably say at least one one serious thing on on the show. Um, just going back Please. to like, going back to the uh, the uh, the whole writing process. Uh, Steve, um, he really helps me out a lot because a lot of times when there's like a rough mix of a song, he'll have like the rhythm in his head. It's like he said, he's a he's a totally a drummer drummer trapped in a guitarist body, <laughs> but he always has like a really specific like rhythmic um, idea in mind and a lot of times he'll tap it on the body of his guitar in like the rough recording and it really makes it really easy to work with these guys because he yeah. knows exactly what he wants because that's the hard part about you know the writing process a lot of times people for a drummer will say okay you know go do 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 and then you know it's like really hard to communicate yeah. sometimes how but. many um how many trained musicians do we have in the band here <laughs> Two, i'd say james I'd, and spencer james and spencer maybe rock yeah, I, yeah. I think we, <laughs> no. Yeah, just probably James and Spencer. Yeah, yeah. And the rest of you just kind of picked it up on your in your own like search we, and journey. We dabble. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting because that's that's one thing. Another thing I found is that it's you. You know, when you're working with bands, there's all different levels of. I hate to say competency because that doesn't make any sense because that's even a relative term when it comes to a band. But you know, being able to speak a common language musically is a very very important facet to making the process faster and simpler and more creative um so you know so do you i mean but if you guys it really seems that you guys have kind of checked your egos at the door you know i mean you know maybe i'm off base here <laughs> false false really okay 80 well, percent of the time i think you're right yeah, yeah. and and occasionally Everyone's with anybody while. you know you get and a part that you're attached to yeah by the way this is james <laughs> um yeah, like like me for example, you know, I'll play a cello lick and I'll think that it's you know the cat's meow, and then you know suddenly <laughs> it doesn't fit and it covers. <laughs> yeah, and Stephen does that right there. Yeah. He's like James, knock that off. James, uh, save that for your solo record. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> and it, it's sometimes it's tough to to swallow that and say, you know what? All right, cool. I'll, you know, I'll just do something else or I'll just play the root. But you know, ultimately, what we're all doing is serving the song, and the song is higher than any one of us, you know, alone. And yeah. So. That's what that's what makes good music. In and the, yeah, and the, this is a question. I, I mean, I asked you know probably thirty minutes ago, but I'm not sure we we kind of meandered around the answer. Is there a unifying philosophy musically for this band? Like, is there something that you know you kind of feel like? Well, you know, gl that's not really part of the Glen Iris thing, or is the Glen Iris thing so you know comprehensive that it just includes whatever you guys bring in? We try to engulf it all, but some things are not like the Borg. Enough. Like the what? <laughs> like the Borg. Yeah. yeah. It's a yeah. random Star Trek reference. And, you know, resistance is futile. I'm with you awesome. all the way. I did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did not watch Star Trek. Yeah. I, I didn't either, but I know the Borg reference. Okay. <laughs> if, my, if my dad's listening, he really appreciated that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so you've got the ch we've got a cello here. This is the first time we've had a cello or a, a bowed stringed instrument, I believe. It's the first time we've had that in our show. So why don't you guys play a little something that's got the cello on it? And what is this? What is this song? This one will be Black and Blue, I believe. And the aforementioned Black and Blue. Yes, and this one is on the record, uh, but it is going to be played a little differently here. So enjoy. Black and blue, my heart, it's still not over you. Red and white, 
night in green and gold Autumn and the summer stole the silver and gray Without you they both look the same Back and forth from my bed to the front door I left the sound of your last footsteps Lost and found all the notes you wrote They sound far away like the night is from the day Black and blue, my heart is still not over you Red and white, I can't forget your mouth that night Green and gold, autumn and the summer Forgotten everything, but in my dreams, the colors come back vividly black and blue. My heart, it's still not over you. Red and white, I can't forget your mouth that night in green and gold. Autumn and the summer stole the silver and gray. Without you, they both look the same. Glenn Iris on Independence Day. Very, very nice, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. And you're right, that is a little different than it is on the record, but I like <laughs> it. I like how it changes. Change is very important because you can't fight it. It's coming, whether you like it or not. You might as well roll with it, man. What is it? Was it Ario Speedwagon? Roll with the changes, man. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're a little short on time, but I'd love it if you guys played another song pretty quick. I mean, can you guys turn one around that yeah, fast? Yeah, yeah. Or? A little tune called Holy Josephine. Holy Josephine, Holy here. Joseph. <laughs> Holy Joseph. Kind of incorporates every style we possibly could fit in.
The world as it is seems like an accident Could it be someone's choice? Later I lay away, listen to the fan play, feel like a boy. Would this be part of the design? Have you been here the whole time? Only Josephine, I can't set my mind at ease. You can loosen up that please.
Glenn Iris. And if that's not Prague folk, <laughs> I don't know what is. And that's uh, we're going to wrap up here in just a few minutes. But I've got uh, just one more question for each of you here. And this is going to be just kind of a short answer. But what um, if each of you could give one person or a band that got you into what you're doing musically? You know, it doesn't even have to be an influence. You know, like in terms of like a direct influence, like oh, I you know, I want to sound like that person. But like, I've got people that I just thought were cool. I don't sound anything like them, and probably never will. But I mean, I just want each of you to kind of cycle through and tell me exactly, you know, who this might have been. Someone, uh, you know, from your formative years. It could even be like an uncle, you know, someone who played guitar like at a family reunion. And said, oh, that's cool. I want to do that. So anybody, jump in and tell us who you are and and why this person is this person in your life. I got it. This is um, James Willis. This is James. Really, for me, it was my family. My my mom played piano. My dad played guitar. My oldest sister, my brother played guitar, which is really what made me want to play guitar because he's 12 years older than me, and I thought he was. I still think he's really awesome, super cool. And then my sister, Krista, played cello in high school, and I'm super competitive, and I always wanted to be better than her. Are you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> also modest. But <laughs> no, not really. But um. I mean, yes, really, I'm better than her, but not really, I'm modest. Anyway, um, yeah, so those are kind of the influences, you know, and, and my other sister sang, and and really, I just wanted to um, show my worth through that. Yeah. And Pull so your weight, man. To me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, anybody else? This is, this this is Spencer again. Um, honestly, for me, it's uh, <clears throat> my parents, too. You know, my, my dad raised me. We'd always hang out in the basement shooting pool and he'd always we'd always jam classic rock records you know he's a classic rock buff through and through and he always was taking me to concerts like my first concert was like the Doobie Brothers when I was like 13 you know so he really always exposed me to music and both of my parents my mom you know mom would always show me the funkier stuff you know all the old James Brown records and everything but they've always just really supported music for me 100 percent and they've really just been the biggest driving factor i mean they're the reason i'm out in la I'm, I'm from north carolina originally so they've they've just really been driving force for me yeah yeah very nice how about you josh oh uh well for me i'd been around music uh, a lot of my life i hadn't really taken it seriously like my parents <coughs> made me take lessons and such but i think what really got me into music more was Stephen deb because um I've mentioned before, Steve and I had been friends for a long time, and um, hanging out with him, he was introducing me to music, uh, other bands, new bands and everything, and so um, they're my best friends, uh, along with a lot of the other people in here, so um, just, I love spending time with them, and I love having fun with them and everything, so I think, to answer your question earlier, <laughs> what you think this band is about, I know I'm taking a long time, and you said it was a short answer, but I think this band is just about fun and love and being together, even though some of the songs may be different and everything we just we have fun and i guess it's us that's it <laughs> the whole is greater together. than the sum of the parts <laughs> boom derek how about you yeah for me um definitely my folks as well my mom's a guitar player and my sister was a flautist um so what's that <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah i grew up in a musical family but um yeah i'm like as far as artists like david bazin and pedro lion those bands were really big and giving me an idea of What's that? Oh, well, they gave me an idea for what I'm doing now musically. So. Yeah. Steve, how about you? Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely the family. Mom was a really good pianist. Uh, my older brother burned me a lot of CDs growing up. Well, actually, there were tapes back then, so <laughs> he took me to a lot of shows. So that kind of got me into um, playing the guitar. 
Oh, and my best friend from down the street, Jenny Pito, had a guitar, and it was cool to have a guitar after she had one, so that was kind of <laughs> influential, too. Yeah. 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 And last but not least, of course, of course. the voice of Glenn Iris. Deb, who got you into this? Was it, was it an artist you heard on the radio? Was it uh, a relative, a friend, someone older than you at school? Um, you know, I would say, to narrow it down, I, I really enjoy the writing process the most, I think, when we're putting together a song and the writers that have really inspired me have been Jenny Lewis and Regina Spector respectively. Um, they, I, they've said, I love the idea of being able to capture something so perfectly in just a small three minute blip. It's different than poetry in that regard. It is. And it was a different, uh, like a different avenue. For you, me have, you, ha you have more constraints when you're in a song because Definitely. you, you might only have two stanzas to get the whole idea or a line. Yeah. You know, you know, and then you've got the concept of the bridge, which like you don't find quite as much in poetry. Like you don't break the. Yeah, there's know. not. You're right, like you said. There's not as many restrictions, but it's almost a better challenge because you have to try and compact this feeling or this image, this idea, in such a small yeah. amount of time. I know Lucinda Williams sweats over stuff like that, like yeah. every single syllable. You know what? How what what? Well, how can I make say this more efficiently and you know more more bare bones? You know, strip mm -hmm. strip away everything. You know, no pretentiousness. So, um, and that's that. That's you know we're, we're just about out of time. So this is Glenn Iris. I can't thank all of you guys enough for coming in, sharing your music, sharing your views on everything. Um, it is very very much appreciated. Thank you for coming tonight, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Wow, like I said, it's a it's like <laughs> I talk and it's like being in. Like being the high school principal, they all shot back at once, man. Got a You're crowd the best. Here. <laughs> Yay, yeah. Joe! Yeah, thanks, guys. So you can learn about Glen Iris, facebook.com slash Glen Iris. And this is the one without the hyphen, and they are based here in Los Angeles. Uh, not the one in Atlanta, the fakers, the metal band fakers <laughs> metal in, in, in Atlanta. Band. In Atlanta, yeah, the tribute band. So uh, next week on Independence Day, one of the hottest and rawest bands in Los Angeles, the Neighborhood Bullies, will be here to blow the roof off the dump. Thanks again to Glenn Iris, also to the Independence Day staff, Dale Tanksley and Wayne Topinski, and to Valentino Rivera and engineer Victor Cornejo from Lancer Radio. Woo! Yeah. For Independence Day, I'm Joe Armstrong. Please be good to one another.